sip here. Coca juice. Mangalam, Mangalam Bhakta Brindavya Sarvalokaya Mangalam, Om Stapakaya Chadarmasya Sarvadharma Sarupine, Avatara Varishtaya Ramakrishna Yate Namaha, Om Sarashiva Samarambam Shankaracharya Majamamashmaracharya Prayantam Bande Gurum Paramparam, Om Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshwara, Guru Devo Param Brahman Tasmai Shri Guru Namaha, Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Jai Sri Sri Guru Maharaji Ki Jai Sada Mahamai Ki Jai Om Sri Ganesha Sharada Guru Bhyur Mahari Om Tatsar Jai Ma Jai Ma Happy New Year officially Picking up, we're continuing our discussions on the Kali Sahasranama, the thousand names of Kali And last week, what we dealt with two names in verse. You remember what we talked about? Bhagavan, Bhagavati. We talked about Bhagavati. Bhagavati, Bhagavan Bhagavati, and Anuragini. These two, right? Uh, <clears throat> so now we're actually we will start. Uh, I lost my. So in verse, so we're, we're the uh, name 244 in verse 32, for those who are keeping track at home. Paramananda rupacha chirananda sarupini sarvananda mainitya sarvananda sarupini. So this is a very nice little collection of names. And we have to, it, this verse, this, this cluster of names comes between the last cluster of names we had talked about, and we gave it a very tries to justify an interpretation that's dealing with um, the Kundalini and Ida and Pingala and, and Shahasrasada to give that type of context. And then you have these this group of names that just describing Ma's all blissful form of bliss and consciousness. And then the next group of names uh, uh, will start, will again include uh, the Devi's forms in different chakras. So the fact that it's stuck in here, we have to put it, we have to put these names in in, in in the context of also one way to interpret them is um, within the chakras and kundalini and the hastrasada type of experience. So we'll maybe go back to those. So the first name Paramananda. Para, so Paramananda Rupa. Paramananda Rupa. And so actually this the, in this little cluster of names there's Paramananda Rupa, Chirananda, Swarupa. Sarupinin is the feminine term. And then there's also Sarvananda Mai. And then Sarvananda Sarupini. So, so the the three three uh, endings Rupa, Swarupa, and Mai. So they're not the same. They're related, but they're not the same. Rupa, people know Rupa means form, right? Uh, so uh, 
that's a very general like Nama Rupa name and form we have that type of stuff. Rupa has Rupa also means beauty, it means many things, but form is a good general definition. <coughs> So when you say some things like the the uh, when Ananda Rupa, Paramananda Sarupa, whatever we we decide Paramananda is, Rupa means is like that's that's her her name. She is that thing, right? You know, she here is a feminine name. She is that thing, and then Swarupa is like one the essential nature of something. Swarupa is one is your own, or your own, her own its own essential nature, its its own nature. Swa means oneself or one's own, right? And then, so then mai means, what does mai mean? Mai, like anandamai, this similar type of thing. So it, we often translate it as full, right? But there's, we'll, we'll, well, we get to that name, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll flush it out. But these three are interesting because they're, they're showing three different ways or four different ways of thinking about the names in general we've 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 mentioned this we keep going back to this is like what 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 are these names describing they're just some of the names are very obvious like she who holds a sword she who has who sticks her tongue out she who's black in color she who lives in the cremation ground these are these are describing the and iconographic um uh, description uh details of kali specifically then there's other names that she who is angry or she who is loving or she who is beautiful she who is kindness or she who is kind right so then it becomes like the, oh these are her qualities she is the, or the most kind or she who is here says she who is blissful so she she was blissful or she was the most blissful she was the supreme bliss right or it could be but so i said when we think of it, when her as an object even the supreme object she, these are these are her qualities Another way of describing, rather than her qualities, like her gunas, these are, she is those things, we've discussed this already, so I'm just re- backing up because that's how I'm going to interpret these, these names. She's the things themselves, so like, like she's not angry, she's anger. She's not beautiful, she's beauty. She's the thing itself, right? In, in our dualistic language, if so, we, we attribute the thing that she is to her. Right, and a certain sometimes people can say this, make the statement that the ishta devata is where is an attempt to make the subject an object, objectify the subject. Right, so she is consciousness. These names will second one of it like swarupa. She's chidananda swarupa. She's consciousness itself. Right, but she, but how do we think of con- consciousness itself? Is not something we worship, not someone we worship, not an object of meditation. You, you know. So when you make an object meditation, no, then it becomes these are her. She is the one. She's conscious, right? She's beautiful, and she is those things because these, these, the play on that is there. Please excuse me. A sip of coffee, tea. So Paramananda Rupa. We'll start with that. Paramananda. So <clears throat> Parama means highest. That's the most common thing. Best or highest, right? Paramananda, the highest. Uh, uh, Paradesha, paradise, the great, the great, the greatest land, the highest idea, right? Paramananda. Um, para also means um, means highest. It means greatest. It means supreme. Of course, these are mostly the same thing. It means trans transcendental, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and so another by it also means other. That what you think it's not something. Para means like in, in the Bible time. There's a 
it took a little while, many, many years ago, before we understood the use of this term, right? When, when uh, uh, Prahlad is cr- critiquing Hiranyakashipu's views, and he says his views, one of the mistakes of the demonic view, is that we consider uh, the, to consider para, the other, meaning the other means somebody's other, somebody else's benefit different than your benefit. Like when you see another, you consider them to be the competition. So just, even the, another person is, is considered para. Also para is in context in the Bhavatam also means enemy. So just by usage, right? So you have your friend, right? And the other, those who are with us and those who are, we have this language in politics, also who are with us and those who are against us, you know? Those who are in our group and those who are outside of our group, which becomes the other itself makes them an enemy. So, some, so obviously paramananda does not mean the blissful enemy or something like that, right? But the, but the, I'm just showing this idea of word other, by para means other, when we think of whatever ananda means, right? So say paramananda means the highest, the highest, the greatest, the supreme, the most awesome of the anandas, right? But it also could mean whatever we think ananda is, it's not that. It's different than we usually think, right? So it's other. It's other than what we think. It's not what we usually think. So we have to think, what is ananda? Ananda means, okay, we translate ananda, the most common thing is bliss, Right, and so what? But also, we use this word, you know, bliss, without any real thinking. So, what do we mean by bliss? Usually, my bliss is like, I don't know, really happy. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know what. <laughs> almost like silly happy. Almost. I mean, we we use it very uncare. In spiritual life, we use it extremely mess- uncarefully. Right. You know, it's like, oh, he's so blissful, or she's, you know, uh, uh, sometimes it just means like space combination between spacey, ungrounded, happy. Um, Idealist, you can put all the things together. That's a blissful, with an ignorance is bliss type type thing, right? So that's can't be what it what it means here. So bliss. So so so, the I'm remembering. I'm unfortunately I I I couldn't um, access the exact the verse or the quote from something I read in high school by Paramahansa Yogananda, and he said that uh, that Ananda, that Ananda is not happiness, right? By his definition. Right, so it's not this like not even like really. So you can say paramananda, but ananda sometimes in the scriptures in the, the language, ananda means happiness, right? Oh, kupananda, I'm very happy. I'm very very. Oh, I'm very happy you came. Kupananda, I'm very happy. So we, in common language, ananda means happiness, right? But him saying, but when, but when the scriptures are when when ananda is being described as like the goal of life or the nature of the soul or the the the, the what the effect of union with God or, or supreme devotion as like the a highest possible goal. Or highest possible experience. It's not just it doesn't just mean happiness, right? But it does mean happiness. That's the problem. We'll we'll, we'll show it. it. It does mean happiness, but but it's used a little differently. So specifically, it's it's not happiness as opposed to suffering. So that's a different thing. And the dichotomy of, we have sukha and dukkha. In 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 and so sukha means sukha, dukkha means suffering, right? And and so the opposite of suffering is not. Happiness is really like ple- I guess maybe you could say pleasure. That's really hard because it could sukha. The people here may know Hindi and Sanskrit better. I, mean, I can guarantee that most people here, even though I don't know you at least know that <laughs> at least one person knows Hindi better. Uh, sukha means happiness. It means pleasure. Yeah, but Ananda is, is, is it's not just like, you know, I'm, 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 I eat something tasty and that's pleasure. And, or I'm, I, get some, I get my way and I, I become satisfied or happy. Or ple- and, and the opposite of that is when I don't get it, I get suffering. 
So it's it's always described something different. But I'm I'm I'm, I'm I, the language is because we use this 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 uh, um, extreme other transcendental language to describe Ananda. That I think it's we've separated our experiences of pleasure to 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 this this imagined goal. And uh, uh, in recently reading some book, uh, uh, when Swami brought up this, this point to the Taittiriya Upanishad, which we just now looked up, uh, to describe kind of like in the Taittiriya Upanishad, I shall read it. I won't read the verse. We decided not to read the verses themselves because it's very difficult to get the point. I'll just give the gist of it. It's basically describing that, that, that we have human beings, you can imagine a human being has a certain, whatever like one, like, really wonderful experience of happiness is or pleasure pleasure experience and he's described imagine that as like one unit of ananda right whatever a human's possible of getting this is a this is a archaic way of describing right then it says then then above that is it's a very strange category we don't have this category human gandharva right you have then there's celestial above that is celestial gandharva gandharvas are are we talked about the gandharvas in previous talk Right, a, a, a semi-divine, heavenly musician, right? What's a human Gandharva? <laughs> it's interesting, we were thinking maybe a rock star or something. <laughs> I, guess, I guess theoretically rock stars experience potentially and experientially way more pleasure than <laughs> swamis do, or should. <laughs> but for sure, you know, so maybe it's that, you know, maybe, it's just, maybe musicians in the ancient world had the same reputation. <laughs> maybe that's the case. Anyway, this is a category I don't fully... No, so so if you have a human Gandharva, right, and <clears throat> it says that a hundred times more pleasure than a human being is a human Gandharva. They're they're the type of pleasure, the amount of pleasure, or the quality of pleasure that they can experience. So we can't even imagine it. I can't imagine what a rock star can experience, for instance, right? And then the celestial Gandharva, a heavenly Gandharva, the actual Gandharva Loka, whatever Gandharva Loka, whatever Gandharva Loka is, we've lost consciousness of that realm. Uh, except in a few texts like this, right? That's a hundred times greater than the human Gandharva, right? Then a hundred times more pleasure, or more bliss, or more ecstasy, or ple- how we imagine it, a hundred times greater than that is it's what's experienced in the um, in the ancestral realm, the Pitraloka, right? So we hope that's the case. That we hope our ancestors, wherever they are, are experiencing. 40 times, 400 times more bliss than they play, than, than the, because the, in this world it's, ple, the ple, but also you think the, the pleasure in this world is not, it's, it's mixed, right? And so you can see, so each one higher and higher and higher. So then the, the karma devas, these are higher uh, uh, category of deva, 100 times more than that. 100 times more than that is what Indra experiences, the king of the gods. Right, we can't, so another we can't imagine what the king, what what the heavenly pleasure is not just heaven, but the, like the king of heaven, what he's experienced, hundred times greater than that, it says is what Brahaspati experiences, hundred times greater than that, what Prajapati experiences, hundred percent greater, hundred times greater than that is what Brahma experiences, Lord Brahma. So you get so so it's it this is a gradation of Ananda of pleasure, right? And so each is so hundred times next order. So Paramananda is the highest, most level. So even Brahma, maybe he's in the midst. Of course, can't exactly say Pitraloka and Gandharva Loka and 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 uh, Brahaspati and Prajapati and Brahma are material. But in this way, they're still in the material. It's like that extreme amount of Ananda, right? 
this verse is, I believe, the same as saying that this is a greater than that. Right? We can't even imagine, another, we can't even imagine what this is. We can't imagine what, what the Gandharva experience is. 10,000 times greater bliss or, you know. There's a very interesting verse in the Katupanishad, Katupanishad, where, um, uh, Narchiketa. 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 Sorry, my, just my, it's not fresh in my mind. Narchiketa um, goes to Lord Yama, Yama and asks, what is, basically, what's the meaning of life and what's, what's real, what survives death, what, you know, he, he wants the real answer, right? And so the first thing he says is, is choose something different. Right? No, no, I want this. No, no, choose anything different. Right? This supreme thing, don't, don't ask about that, right? You're a little boy. He says, and he says, choose, I'll, if you allow me, I shall give you, it's like, a heavenly body and a heavenly world with heavenly enjoyments, right? Not only we can I even imagine, but we'll give you the body by which you can taste, appreciate their sweetness. This body, what can we do? We can't enjoy anything, right? You eat too much, you, you, you finally find an ice cream you like, you eat too much of it, you get sick. If it's too warm, it melts, it's not tasty anymore, you know? It's like, it's like, it's like we can't even enjoy properly. Any, any, any material enjoyment, we, we're, the body is actually, this is one of the, one of the uh, statements in the Bhagavad Gita also, that this body is not really meant for physical, for much, we can't get much enjoyment out of the body, right? So, we, and so the type of enjoyments possible in the heavenly realms, as per uh, Yama's instruction, uh, description or temptation, right, is a thousand times greater. It's just, I'll give you the type of body where you can taste that type of pleasure. Right? No, no, after seeing your face, this is interesting, he says, seeing, remember, who is he talking? He's looking in the face of death. Seeing your faith, how can I be interested in such things? Of course, many of us, thinking about death, we want to go to such a place. <laughs> you know, we sometimes superimpose that type of stuff. But, you know, thinking that I want to know what, what's, what will it end? Is, this a high, is that really the highest? It's because it's gr- way greater, way sweeter, way tastier, way uh, uh, than, than human pleasure. Right? That's still, is that really the goal? Right? So, he, so he says, I want the, I want the, the highest uh, the, the highest thing. So perhaps Paramananda is not just the greatest in the, in the list, but something inconceivably, completely other. If you take all the type of pleasure, maybe it's the highest possible pleasure. Maybe it's entirely different, different category altogether. Right. <clears throat> we, in our coffee before starting, uh, we were looking at the Lita's Hasanama. The same name is there in Lita's Hasanama, in case you're interested. A name 252. It's there, Paramananda. And in the commentary, Mitch is very similar point is that this is the, that the Paramananda, because that's interesting, the, the name right before, I noticed the name right before, right, is, is um, Chinmayi, right, she who is consciousness, the name in the Lita Sasanama. And the name after this also says Chidananda. So it's, it's interesting that these two are connected, I think very important. That this Ananda me mentioned, this is, this is, this is, the supreme bliss is the supreme consciousness, Chidananda Sarupani. It's one of the next the next name that's coming, right? So it's how do you say the supreme consciousness? When that highest pure awareness, the way the the, the Lita Satnama's commentary mentions it, the highest is, the highest awareness is reached, then then sorrow disappears. One goes beyond sorrow, right? So it's not like the pleasure opposite of sorrow. It's in a different, when, when consciousness is attained, pure consciousness, pure awareness is contained, the highest awareness is contained, is attained, sorrow, sukha, dukkha disappear. That is ananda. 
that, that, that as, uh, the uh, pleasure and pain are in the senses, pleasure and the pain in the mind. But ananda is not those things. Ananda is is uh, the nature of consciousness itself. Chid, chid, uh, the next name, chid, Chidananda, consciousness and bliss. This Paramananda would come in, throughout the Upanishads, throughout the scriptures, and often it's described that this is the, the experience, the supreme bliss is attained, or experienced, or realized, right? It's, a, it's synonymous with liberation. Liberation is the attainment of the highest. The highest. Another word that's used in the, in the Bhagavatam is paramgati, paragati, paramgati, the highest goal, right? All the, another one of the great para names, right? Paragati, paramananda, para bhakti, para, use all these, the highest possible thing, is also paragati. The, 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 the highest uh, aspirational goal, what, what we should be seeking. Our Guruji used to say, that actually, not only what we should be seeing, it's actually what we're, think, what, what we're seeking. Right? Our Guru used to say that actually we're, what we really seek, we want, what is it, what we, what, we, what we really want? We want unchanging, we want infinite pleasure, infinite happiness, right? In, and un, unending happiness. Right? And, what we, we, and we seek it, in what we seek it, in what we where we can, we get it where we can, right? At the human level, way ten thousand times, hundred thousand times less than Gandharva level, perhaps, right? Uh, we and we seek it in temporary objects, right? And in uh, uh, finite objects. So as a result, we get we get happiness, some happiness, but we get temporary happiness, and we get some, and we also get finite happiness, right? And so. I mentioned this is a, to me. This is one of the. It's been as the years go by, you know, the the the, the tenor and voice and personality of the guru gets fades. It happens, right? But this is one thing I remember very clearly, right? You know, it's like it's like uh, we seek permanent happiness in impermanent objects. We seek uh, uh, infinite happiness in finite objects. He says, if you seek something permanent value in an impermanent object or infinite value in an infinite object, what will happen? You will become frustrated, guaranteed, right? You know, that's like that. You're bound to be frustrated. This is not. You are bound to be frustrated by logic, right? You're bound to be frustrated, and so the classic thing is here we are. I mean, I don't know about you. I don't want to impose my frustration on other people, but I'm not saying I'm not saying you don't look at least none of you look frustrated. <laughs> but I'm a little bit frustrated, <laughs> right? We're trying to find happiness, and you know, so. <laughs> so what we're really so what we're looking for is the highest. We're looking not just Ananda. We're looking the real quality of Ananda. Ananda is Paramananda. <laughs> In case you're looking for Ananda, he's behind you the whole time. <laughs> the back of the back of the temple. Hmm? Hidden in plain sight. Yeah, hidden in plain sight. Yes, yes, he's right there the whole time. Paramananda. <clears throat> So this name Paramananda. So we're, we're, we could say we're we're seeking seeking supreme, the highest uh, happiness, unchanging, infinite. Of course, unchanging, infinite. These are just terms we don't even know. It, we can't think of anything unchanging and infinite, but there is something unchanging and infinite. Um, she is that. But this here it says they say Paramananda. It means, well, of course, we have a guru. We have a brother disciple named Swami Paramananda, very appropriately named. 
a true Vedantic scholar, and somebody who is after and perhaps having experiencing some level of Paramananda. Um, but here is Paramananda Rupa, and in the, and if this turns to a mantra, Paraman, Om Paramananda Rupa Yue Namaha. That's how we say we bow to she who is Paramananda Rupa, whose form or whose nature or whose essence or whose, um, I don't know, she is she the one who is the Supreme Bliss. So it's not what we're after. I mean, if you want to know who, what we're, it's, not, it's not only what we're after, it's also who we're after. Right, you know, so we could say, oh, she is Paramananda, she is that. Right, the next name, you could also say she's Paramananda Swarupa. Here it doesn't say that, the next name says something like that, right? Which means that she is the Supreme Bliss, not only that she is the Supreme Bliss, and if you want to seek it, seek it in her, and, and she's the one we're looking for, right? But she is bliss itself, so she is the thing itself. So the next name we'll, 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 we'll circle back. Chirananda Swarupini. So Paramananda, Supreme Bliss, Chirananda, another quality of Ananda. Uh, 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 here is as uh, Chinmayi Chin, uh, uh, like we say Satchitananda, the same root. Chit, Chin, uh, Chaitanya, Chit. All these names are a similar name. Uh, means consciousness, awareness. So she is that her nature is both. Con- you could say it's she's both consciousness and bliss. You can also say she's blissful consciousness. There's sometimes in some language we find that in English translation, that type of uh, description. She's consciousness. Uh, she's the, uh, uh, the exp- uh, expression. Of, uh, anyway, so like this. Chinmayi. So in in I mentioned in the in the in the the name before this in the in the uh, in the um, Lita Sasanama Chinmayi. She was consciousness. And also there is what is that hymn? And we have the hymn by Shankaracharya. No, that uh, Chidananda Rupam Shivoham Shivoham. Right. That's a nir- Nirvana Nirvana I think. Right. Asto or Astak, not uh, it's six verses I think right Nirvana, it's eight verses, okay. You know this, uh, 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 I, I, we've memorized it, but a long time ago. It's not theoretically it's in my head, but it's not right now. Uh, the 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 Nirvana of attributed to Shankaracharya ends. It starts. I mean, it goes things like, I am not. I am not a man. I'm not. I mean, I'm just. I'm, I'm making my own things. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not this. I don't remember the verses. Forgive me. You know. And uh, um, but what I, what am I? I am. I am Chidananda Rupam Chidananda Rupam Shivoham. Yeah. I am. I am the nature of an, uh, consciousness and bliss. I am Shiva. I am Shiva. I am Shiva. Right. And the next verse. I am. I am the nature. I am essentially the nature of consciousness and bliss. I am Shiva. I am Shiva. I am Shiva. Chidananda Rupam Shivoham Shivoham. So this is a this is a very um, yogic Vedantic and yogic stance that you know it's like I am my my essential nature is consciousness and bliss my essential nature can you remember I'm not this I'm not that I'm not the body I'm not the mind I'm not my relationships I'm not my desires I'm not my aspirations I'm not anything I can identify with anything I can reach out to my essential nature is consciousness and the consciousness's nature essential nature is bliss my nature is consciousness and bliss. And, and consciousness and bliss are not two different things; they're the same thing. So, but here it's once again it says Chirananda Surupini, right? So, so she who is, whose essential nature is consciousness and bliss, right? But if my nature is consciousness and bliss, right, and her nature is consciousness and bliss, that add, that makes some interesting theological problems, 
Right. <laughs> right. Who exactly is consciousness and bliss? So she is consciousness of bliss itself. That's what the, uh, and Swarupa, who's her, who's her her own nature, her essential nature, who's who's um uh, yeah, consciousness and bliss. <clears throat> so we we mentioned this last week. This has been my meditation the last few days, last few weeks actually. I mean last few years, as we started the discussions on on the Kali Sasanama, of, of, of Isma, it goes back to Isma, this A being, right, a, or even, even the Supreme being, I mean, she is, some people say, oh, she's a goddess, we can say, oh, she's, the Hindu, she's a Hindu goddess, she's a tribal goddess, she's a tantric goddess, among some of many goddesses, who's worshipped as a Supreme goddess, but she's, there's many, god, you know, so she's a goddess, Right. You can also say she's the goddess, right? You know, she's the supreme. She's the supreme uh, goddess. Supreme, not just a being, even a great being, even greatest amongst all beings. That's one way. Or you can say that she is the supreme. I mean, she is the supreme being and the being. Even if you can say, oh, she's the being that's the only one. She's the only being. You can have that type of language, right? But you can also say she's beingness. She's being itself. Right, and so this these this group of names kind of hints at both of these ways. She, she's she is the one from whom everything comes, all bliss. She's bliss. She's the one we're after. She's the uh, the one who has the highest bliss. But she's also she is not just a conscious being. She's conscious. She's our consciousness also. If she's the only being, you know, I am one. I let me, what that verse in the in the in the in the. What's the verse you remember? You remember it? I don't remember it. The why am one that may be many. What's the the uh? You remember the Sanskrit? No. hum something like that, right? Anyway, that's a famous verse which we should everybody should memorize. <laughs> Me first. <laughs> that's a good Hindu. A good Hindu should know about this verse. That I am one. It's on the Rig Veda, right? I am one that may be many. It's, it's quoted a lot, right? A beautiful verse. I am one that may be many. So if she's one and she's become many, right? And she's consciousness, and now she seems, and we seem to be conscious. We're the many that she's become. We're part of the many she's become. And and her quality is consciousness, consciousness, and we seem to be conscious, right? So whose consciousness is it? You know, she. It's not like oh, that means I'm the I'm the Devi, right? In a certain sense, it means that, but not doesn't really mean that. If you say that, you'd be totally wrong, right? <laughs> right. But if but but uh, but you wouldn't be wrong at all. <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a it's a dangerous thing to say because we we would misunderstand. The problem is we misunderstand this, right? At our essential nature, you say, "Oh, our essential nature, unconsciousness and bliss," and she's her nature is she is consciousness and bliss itself, right? So we always say we've met many times in the devotional tradition, and the Bhagavatam especially. This is that's why we started all these years talking on the Bhagavatam to kind of. Illustrate or found the foundational understanding of, of, of a theistic non-duality in a certain sense uh, uh, is that it's not that I am God, right? It's that God has become everybody. God has become everything, right? There's only uh, one of our friends, Krishna Mohan, says there's only one person here, right? You know, and he's looking through everybody, or we would say she or he or they or it or that, <laughs> right? Is looking through all eyes, and it's the one. It's the one speaking, and it's the one listening. Right. It's not like a, it's, not, it's not you, right? It's the one plain as you. And so I remember another very good thing that I have not forgotten, after even in my old age, and those years passed by, of our Guruji statement. He says, "I shall tell you, I shall tell you also." I may have to turn off the 
take the microphone, but this is too secret tantric and Vedantic knowledge. This is secret knowledge, right? He says, forward. <laughs> it's very dramatic, you know. He says that, uh, but I shall say it openly, and now it's time to, this, the things that weren't hidden shall be decided openly. He says, that unseen power, and that was Guruji's, or my Guruji's kind of language for the Supreme, right? That unseen power, right, is plain as the individual soul. This is his secret, right? That somehow another, that, 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 that one Supreme Being is plain all the parts. It's plain as all the, as if individuals, as if us, or as, maybe as if us, or as us, however you want to think of it. Every different school of thought interprets, would interpret the saying in their own way and attach things that, are, that, that, that they would hold to it. So, Chirananda Sarupa, here, Chirananda Sarupini, right? She, who is the essential nature, but the Rupini is interesting, it's definitely feminine. So, she who is, whose essential nature is conscious and bliss. So, not only she's conscious and bliss, she's blissful and conscious. <laughs> but she's consciousness itself, our consciousness, every every consciousness. So we can find her that way. So the next name, Chirananda Sarupini, then Sarvananda Mai, Sarvananda. So Sarvananda, she who is, how do you say Sarva? Sarva means all, right? So you could say, it's actually not... Uh, Maybe actually, some if 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 there's a Sanskrit scholar, there there, there may be an exact by the the wording, maybe an exact way how one idea points to another. But from the commentaries I know and the tradition used to use, I'll just say it like this: Sarvananda could mean that she's simple means all she's all bliss, right? So that could we can imagine. I can I can just off the top of my head can think of like four ways to interpret that. Uh, you can say like like everywhere you see bliss, that's her, right? Or she's or, or or she's a combination of all types of bliss combined is her, right? Uh, um, uh, uh, she's the bliss of all, right? Or she's everywhere as bliss. You can describe you can describe it like this. So so we can think of we'll, we'll think of it like with Saint the great Saint Ananda Ma. Right, her name is. You could you just add Sarvananda Ma. That's the same, the same term, right? So she, so when we say Oh Ananda Ma, she is the we usually translate as the blissful mother, right? She is blissful, Ananda And so there's a song Sri Ramakrishna would sing where Ma is described as Ichamoy. We sing that song, Ichamoy Taratumi, Chakolito Mariche. That's the theme song of Kali Mandir, great Samasangit. Sri Ramakrishna would sing that she is chamoy means she who is and so to be translated she's willful, itcha, right? So she's blissful, she's willful, she's. But then it gets kind of weird. with like when she's Brahmamoyi. We've discussed this before also. But so she's Brahmanful, you know, or that's a weird. It, it loses its directional meaning. So then she she who is full of Brahman. Okay, we can say well, you can say a saint is full of Brahman. Perhaps right, you know, conscious full of Brahman, but you wouldn't say that about like Brahman, or like about God. And God is Brahmamoyi, right? So you, so sometimes even this Brahmamoyi could be it's full of something, uh, uh, but it also is is um, also the thing itself. You can also it's it, in use like that. So when you say Ichamoyi, she's willful. She has her own opinion. She does what she wants, but she's all will also. She's everyone's will. So here, Sarvanandamoyi could be interpreted this way also. She's she's um, she's uh, Bliss, complete, complete bliss. Another word, oh, sarva can also mean complete, right? So not just every everywhere, 
everyone, all, and complete. And also, by its use also, could also mean, by extension, highest. He says Parama and Sarva could also be the highest possible, the greatest, the most full, the, you know, the highest among. Uh, so we, we say also Sarva, we have so many Sarva names, right? Sarva nan, uh, Sarva Mangala Mangalye Shive Sarvartasarike, we say in the, the Chandi, right? Sarva Mangala Mangalye. In our very early translations, in our puja books and things like that, we translated Sarva Mangala Mangalye, um, um, uh, uh, um, most blissful amongst all, us, most auspicious, Sarva Mangala means auspicious, most auspicious amongst all auspicious beings, right? Sarva Mangala Mangalye. So amongst all auspicious beings, she's the most auspicious. So you could say it like that. But actually we've changed the translation, I think, in the latest versions of the Kali Puja book. I don't know if they haven't. They should have been changed. They haven't been changed. Where it, it, and now, and I think it's probably a little more accurate and, and in discussing with some uh, scholars, that it, uh, she's the auspiciousness of all auspicious beings. Right, it, we see auspiciousness everywhere. I mean, not every, but many. Wherever you see auspicious, she is that auspicious. Not just the most, but everywhere you see auspiciousness, the auspiciousness, she is that auspicious. So everywhere you see bliss, or happiness, or pleasure, or satisfaction, or in, in, in whatever, however you interpret this term, bliss, right? She is wherever there's bliss, she is that bliss. She's she is bliss. She's the most blissful. And she is, wherever you see bliss, she is that bliss. Sarvananda Mai. Another, this, uh, uh, by saying that Sarvamangala uh, Mangala, she is, wherever there is auspiciousness, she is that auspiciousness, you could also understand that wherever there is auspiciousness, it comes from her. Right. So sarva could also, by also by extension, could mean that she, it's the source. So wherever you see all bliss, she is the source. By saying sarvananda, she is the source of all bliss. Is one way to interpret this name also. And so we say sarvananda rupa, sarvananda mai, and then there's two names later. It says sarvananda surupini. So we already discussed what surupini, whose essential nature is. All bliss, everywhere bliss, like this. Then it just, but there's a name stuck in the middle of this, right? And it's it's it, it breaks definitely breaks the, the flavor, in certain senses. Uh, Paramananda, Chidananda, Sarvananda, Sarvananda Rupa, Sarvananda Mai, Sarvananda Surupini, all these type of ways, and and the words it just says Nitya. Nitya means eternal, right? So it's interesting. So that would have to. I think this this has to. Um, the fact that it it it's it could just be because it, they needed a word to to fit, and they put it. You know, this fit the meter. They 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 had all these beautiful names, and they needed so the author needed a, a name that fit. And I think you mentioned that Nitya has already been mentioned. I think once at least it's a double name. But I think I'm always just, let's assume that this has very profound meaning. There's no accidental meanings in this text, and I think that's probably true. Nitya is giving uh, indication about Sarvananda, Paramananda, Chidananda, right? And so Nitya, so Nitya has, so Nitya has a bunch of meanings. We've in our previous time we discussed this name. We've discussed them. Nitya, one of the one of the thing about Nitya is that it's that's everlasting, something that lasts forever or a long time, right? That could be Nitya, right? Uh, um, so you can see like 
Another nitya could be, is that which is done regularly? It's another same. Like we have this term nitya karma or nitya puja. Like we do puja every single day. This is called the nitya puja. This is done every day. Nitya karma are the things, your spiritual practices as well as other dharmic society practices that are ex- you're expected to do every day. Something simple as like bathing, brushing your teeth, and in spiritual life doing your japa, chanting your gayatri, offering water to the... Whatever, whatever the, the, the daily rituals uh, for the old Brahminical time, people do hubbin every single day, whatever the puja that are, they're expected to be done daily. In, in, Vedic, in, in Vedic culture, it's very, the nitya karmas are very stringent. What's expected of you is to be done. To do them is, there's no, um, I have to care how I say that, it's not exactly, it's, it's not, it's not um, there's no, I can't say there's no benefit, there's tremendous benefit to doing nitya karmas, right? But there's no punya. Punya, there's no merit because you're expected, your bare minimum, like the bare minimum of the human being, you have to be, you have to brush your teeth, you have to eat, it'd be nice. You have to, if, if you're a parent, of course you have to feed and, and bathe your children, take care of your children. That's expected, right? So to not do that, you'd be arrested, right? Most likely, or have your kids, you know, something would happen if you if you can't do it or not doing it, you'd be judged by it, you know, as as sin, right? To do your nitya karmas is not merito. It's it's human. It's just human behavior, right? To do extra is merit. So like when like one is initiated into a mantra, and the guru says chant this a hundred times in the morning, a hundred times in the evening, or one or whatever it is, right? So that is we don't. There's tremendous benefit to that. But to not do that is sin. You're disobeying what you what you agreed to do it. To do more than that, you get you get more benefit, right? So the nitya karma is what you do. Also, that's one of the uses of nitya. I'm just, because the name is here, so we're describing, I think it's interesting. Nitya means that which is done daily. And so we do daily puja. To not do daily puja would be a very, we've never not done the daily puja in 26 years, you know. We've come close, right? There was a time we didn't have enough priests and enough people, you know. So I remember one, one time we were, we, were, we were in San Diego for a project, for a program, and, you know, we were rushing back because it was like, it was like we do a morning puja, but at that time we had to do puja before midnight, <laughs> We got and started the first month at like five minutes before midnight to do the daily puja. It should have been done in the morning, but we got it done. Right now, we're a little more, we have a little more temple standards and the nitya puja. Part of nitya puja is like the morning puja or the after, you know, evening arati. These are, these are daily things or daily japa, daily pranic, whatever, daily asana, whatever our, our daily practices are, nitya. So there's another name for nitya. Nitya means that which is done regularly, all the time done. It compared to um, uh, occasional or festival times or extra extra things, but so another so so, so nitya could be that it could mean like I said it could mean that everlasting like 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 we sometimes think oh um, uh, uh, I want to like living forever right it is like to, uh, I remember somebody coming to our door you know there's a little book that you want to live forever on paradise on earth right like oh, I don't know. <laughs> Like that's a very deep question. <laughs> I don't want to commit right now. <laughs> the, 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 the book didn't, the picture didn't look attractive to me. I didn't want to live in that forever. If that's forever, I didn't know. I mean, I think perhaps they meant that something, a deeper meaning could be interpreted for the, for the, the forever, right? But it's like, it's like, my sister was more direct, I remember. She, I won't tell you. <laughs> she, 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 uh, she was more blunt than I was. But, um, but I'm not sure. It's like I live, to live for, you know, it's like, well, this is nice, but living forever to keep this going doesn't seem, I'm not sure if that's better. 
very, very nice music. <laughs> we shall shame you later. Not now, not on camera. <laughs> but, very, but you have the best ring ever. Very nice. Very nice. Nice about John. So, but so another meaning of Nityananda, I think it's what has to be meant here, right? And this is usually how we mean it. We like we like Nityananda. We use that word, you know. It doesn't just mean like daily Ananda, right? Nityananda means et- so eternal does not just mean everlasting. Doesn't mean daily or regular, right? It, here it means that which is so it's it's Nitya eternal as opposed to temporal. Right, as contrasted to temporal, you can use that language, right? And temporal is within the flow of time, right? And nit and nitya is outside the flow of time. The eternal is not something that 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 happens to be now and goes on forever or for a long time, right? It it's that which time does not exist. It's beyond beyond time. Back to this pada word, pada means it, which is something other than time. Nitya is other than time. And so even the word like sanatana, we use that term of the eternal dharma, the sanatana dharma, or sanatana. We use, so that also has both meaning, one, that it lasts a long time, right? Or it means it's, it, it's independent of time. It doesn't change as per the yuga, as per uh, the situation. Right? So nitya here means it, which is, which is beyond time, right? So in the image of Ma, we go back to Ma's uh, wonderful and and deeply symbolic uh, iconography also. So it, this is one way, of course, there's many ways to interpret, but this is one, I think, uh, very uh, uh, um, engaging way of understanding or thinking about her image, her iconography. You have Shiva is just lying in bliss, in pure white, right, unconscious, seemingly like a corpse, right, but not like a corpse. He's fully awake, right? And Ma is standing on him, right, with one foot forward, or walking on him, manifesting Shiva, in this in this thing, so she is this world of, of and what does she 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 becomes through vibration, through vibration and through the represented by the by the letters represented by her her, her mala of severed heads, and she becomes a world of duality or of of, of multiplicity, by having you know the, uh, you know sword and severed head and blessings you know the full ray from birth to death and good and bad and pleasure and, and pain and the, the whole world duality right. So, and within that, you could say, oh, there's some things in that world of duality, in the world of variety, that are really nice, right? Like, you know, there's, there's things of great happiness and pleasure and, and satisfaction and, and success and like that. And the other side is also death and sickness and disease and war and temporariness and just the other, the full, the full gamut of life. It's a full thing, right? So, but... She manifesting all those things, and Shiva is just in the bliss of consciousness. So, in this way of interpreting the symbol, Shiva represents that the nitya. He's the eternal awareness, eternal consciousness, the eternal ground of being, being itself, right? And she is that being's expression. I am one. Let me become many. This is the expression of that of that sentiment, right? And when she become many, she becomes the many, right? And so. There's, there's, perhaps you could, we can, we can think of spiritual practice, spiritual life, contemplation like this, to be trying to find, to see that that we were told that Shiva and Shakti are not different, that Brahman and Kali, Brahman and Kali are not different, that that um, the 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 universal or the ground or of awareness is is 
in one sense not not different it's become everything or and or not different than the world of dwell in buddha says what it was uh, samsara equals nirvana or something like that they use that language right they equated you know that they're that in one level they're not they're not different at a, at a particular level so we're we're called perhaps to see the eternal in the in the changing you see to find the eternal Swami Ramdas, a great uh, uh, saint of South India, he, in one of his small uh, pamphlets that I got, uh, he had a great image of Kali, like the ocean and the wave, right? Uh, Shiva is the ocean, Kali is the wave. That is a very simple, overly simplistic, but I think it's still a powerful thing, right? You have the, un, the, uh, uh, the, 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 the ocean doesn't change in a certain sense. Right, it does. The changing ocean is the waves. It's constantly changing. The ocean is constantly changing. But the ocean as, it, as such doesn't change. Even its quality of constantly, having cha- of constantly changing doesn't change. Right? That's the mysterious Kali-Brahman uh, dichotomy. Right? Uh, so, that, that, uh, that, so, with, so perhaps that Chidananda Sarupini, Sarvananda Rupa, Sarvananda Sarupini, uh, Paramananda Rupa, these names is of, of the highest bliss, the transcendental bliss, consciousness in bliss, she who's essentially like, these may be describing, and of course I think they have to be describing, the nature of the nitya, right? That, the, that, that we're trying to find the nitya. And the problem is that we look for the nitya in the, we look for the unchanging, like Guruji said, we look for the unchanging and the changing, right? And of course in Tantra we have to do that because we only know the changing really. Right, and in a certain sense, we say we, but we still, I think that Sri Ramakrishna, many places said, uh, maybe you've read such a statement, that in the beginning, one thinks this world is false, and Brahman alone is real, or God alone is real. If you want to see a theistic language like that, so this is so. He's, it's, it's interesting. He's he's not exactly giving instruction; he's giving description. In the beginning, he's describing different stages, so not telling us you should walk around and think the world is real. But in a certain sense, we have to think that. Because what we're looking at, we can say the world is temporary, the world and not, not eternal. It is changing, not unchanging. It is gross, not subtle. It is observed, not the observer. You can make all those distinctions, right? And what we're trying to do is find the unchanging, the eternal, the observer, uh, 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 the, the subtle. Right, and so there's a there's a, a spiritual as part of spiritual practice, a stage of sadhana, one tries to find the unchanged, one tries to find the ground of being, and not get lost in the expression of being, right. But then Sri Ramakrishna said, but higher than that, right. He he he, he is the the uh, one then realizes after realization after attainment, right. One one then understands that. That Brahman, the ground of being, that, that the one reality, has become everything, has become all this. And he, says, and he even says like the 24 principles in, 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 in Sankhya, earth, fire, water, ether, the mind, intellect, you know, all the senses, you know, it's become everything, the whole world of name and form, including us, it's become everything. Now, we got, we get the, the, we get the cliff notes, we've read, we've read ahead. Right, and so we know what, you know, what, what, we may still be at the stage of trying to find the eternal, Right, but we also know we have we're lucky, or maybe we're in danger by knowing by by knowing to and therefore skipping the section of trying to find the eternal and saying, oh, this manifested world is the eternal. That's true, and so I remember one Swami says he told me his name is Shankaracharya Swami, a tantric uh, siddha, and he says that actually it's helpful 
if your philosophy happens to be true. <laughs> that was a little thing. <laughs> right? Philosophy isn't a realization, and, and, and once you realize, you'll, you have to realize, right? But it's also, if your worldview happens to be true, like we should know this world is the Divine Mother's body, this world is her expression. This is, we should start with that. But we can't get ahead of ourselves in realization. We can't just, uh, so, like, since, since this body, since this world is, 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 is Brahman, then I just enjoy the world. Right? The saint says like that, but he has, he's found the eternal. He sees the eternal in the, in, in the manifest, right? in the change. He sees the unchanging, the changing. The, he, he sees the one plane as the individual soul, all that, all that type of language. So there's, we have to be a little careful and not... Um, uh, uh, anyways, you, you see, but... but, but um, yeah, Sri Ramakrishna, he, he, he always he said this many, many times. In the beginning, one sees this world as unreal, and Brahman alone is real. But then, one comes to understand, after realization, that, this, this, that Brahman has become everything. And this world is nothing but Brahman, or nothing but Ma, have you ever explained it? Another example he gives, which we've mentioned many times, one of the, like, the classic Ramakrishna metaphors or stories, is imagine trying to get to the roof of a, of a building. Right? We don't have, here if you get onto the roof, you'd fall off, you'd have to jump, you know, put a ladder up, but then you have, you have steps to go, and you live on the roof of the building, right? Roof, the roof of a building is part of the house, you know, we spend more time, in the, at our ashram and, and all about 90% of the time we spend on the roof, you know, looking down at people passing by, and, you know, <laughs> you know, you know uh, combing, washing, you know, life on the roof is a, a big part of the life, right? But what, what, what is, if the goal is to get to the roof, Right. Then one has to think, oh, the ground floor isn't the roof. It's different than the roof. Right. Experience in every way, it seems to be. It's like exact opposite. You know, they can't be more different in, 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 in reality between floor and roof. In that category, they're the exact opposites. And to think they're the same is to just sit on the floor and never see the roof. To sit on the floor and say, oh, I'm on the roof. I'm on the roof. It's the same. Right. It's true. In one sense, we may, we may find out that it's the same. Right, but we don't know that yet, right? So we want to think, oh, then we have to think, oh, let's, there's a, there's a step, there's a staircase, so I have to go to the first step. Say, so, oh, now I'm on the roof, right? I heard in the scriptures that the roof is made of bricks, and now I'm on a brick, so this is the roof. There's no real difference. It's fine. I'm fine here, right? You're fine there. It's true. Which is all these things are true, but you're you're not on. You don't get the view on the first step you do on the roof, right? So you have to think, oh, this is not the roof. Because one of the definitions of the roof, there's no steps above it, right? So you can't, you know, you know and it has a, a big vista. You know, we have some idea what a roof means, right? And so this, whatever our experience, the ground is not the roof. The first step is not the roof. The second step is not the roof. The third step is not the roof, right? And then finally we get to, voila, as one of our recently, anyway, we get to the roof, right? <laughs> I won't tell you. <laughs> This, there's a background to all these little little things, but that, <coughs> voila, we're on the roof, right? And what do we see? Oh, wow, we made it to the roof. Then we like, what's the roof made out of? It's made of brick, right, and cement, and lime, and lime dust, and the different things that you make, how you make bricks and, and mortar in India here too, right? And you realize, oh, that's the same as, that's exactly the same as the stairs, Right, and so there's actually no no difference. But you don't know that till you got to the top, right? And then you can choose to walk back down, right? And then you real, but you walk back down with knowledge of the roof, right? And knowledge and realization, what's Ramakrishna the term vigyana, not just jnana. Jnana is knowing between roof and, and and brick, or roof and floor, or roof and stair. But vigyana is actually then you know you really know 
you bring down the knowledge but at your peak experience, whatever the roof experience. Of course, we're stretching the metaphor a little bit, but that's what we do. It's our job description. I've got to spread these things over an hour. You know? <laughs> the name is Paramananda. I've talked to an hour and a half now. <laughs> we're stretching it. You know? <laughs> uh, 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 stretching the metaphor or expanding the metaphor. But when you come back down, you, you bring, you, you bring that, you're bringing that knowledge down. Right? And then you, have, then you not just believe it and not just read it and not just affirm it, which, which are all good things to do, but now you have experience. You've, you've gone through the sadhana, the three, this is not the roof, this is the, the chain. So maybe a better language, maybe a more careful language, not going, oh, the world, God, Brahman is real and the world's unreal. You could say God, Brahman is unchanging at one aspect, and the world is another aspect of as changing, and I'm, I need to find the unchanging, and therefore I, I, seek the, I have to seek the unchanging, uh-uh, even in the change, something like that. We could change the language where it's not an anti-world type of thing. Right, but uh, 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 Vedanta tends to be just uh, whatever whatever isn't Brahman is rejected, uh, 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 absolutely, you know. Um, but that denies our experience, and according to Sri Ramakrishna, denies the highest experience. Is the highest experience not just now? The word highest here is not just the peak experience, like the roof experience with the vista and the aha moment, right? But the deeper aha moment of maturity and and and, and integration when you realize, oh. The whole time, this was this was not different, and I can and you bring, and and even if you come back down off the steps, you don't lose the knowledge that you gain at the at the at the peak type of experience, right? If you you know so, to use my Guruji's language, remembering, he would he would say, uh, uh, one if we have there's only one video of him alive, unfortunately, we we were foolish enough, and this is before iPhones. <laughs> But we only took one video of him, um, and in one of the places he says he said he's explaining his own sadhana, right? Because his guru told him his guru was very strict, and he he's guru very loving, but he was very scared to disappoint him. He practiced under his guidance, and he said I didn't want to disappoint him, so I practiced night and day. And he was like, you know, this very much this this uh, uh, by yogic practice and metaphysical meditation and Vedantic inquiry and the tapasipi practice. And then he said then. He said, then the way he describes it, then, then the mind entered the silence. That's his, his language, right? And he says, that, and, and he says but this is the, this, the significance of spiritual uh, uh, realization. He says, entering a fool, right? This is the language, yeah. One comes out being wise, right? There's some of them new, the peak, so it's like the philosophy may be, he, his philosophy didn't change, but he was a fool that he came out, or a normal person. I mean, I'm not. He wasn't a fool, <laughs> but, but you know. But the, the language, in comparison, he came out being why he came out with new knowledge, new new realization, right? So we need to find the the the, uh, the quality of the sarvananda sarupini sarupa, the uh, ananda chidananda sarupa, sar, uh, um, uh, paramananda rupa, right? This is these are descriptions of the of the nitya, the eternal. Interesting that that uh, so many of the symbolism and practices in, 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 in Tantra and Vedanta and in Hindu iconography is is to show how the eternal is shining through the temporal, right? And even maybe maybe you've seen this old it hasn't been on in many many years the old uh, Joseph Campbell 
videos, The Power of Myth, those very old. He, he, in one point, because this is a big theme on him, the difference between the flow of time and the, the eternal shining through time. That's a big theme that he sees through the myth, mythological symbols. And, and uh, he believes Kali itself is the symbol, that she, how, how, the, how the eternal shine through the symbols of time. But then he goes into even, I mean, Kali is a fierce form of Ma, not here, she's so beautiful, but she, he, she's interpreted as a fierce form of, 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 of God. But there's some forms that are very fierce. And in Tibetan Buddhism, there's, you have these beautiful Buddhas, and then you have these monstrous, seemingly monstrous Buddhas, right? You, you know? And of course, the Buddhists themselves give their own interpretation of, of what, these, uh, what these mean. But him as a, as a cultural comparative uh, mytholo- mytholo- mythologist, he he's try, he tries to see a a, uh, a, uh, a meaning throughout traditions. He says one of the things is that you don't you can't get caught on the image, even the even the beautiful image of, of the deity. By you know we we're taught and we meditate upon the image, but at a certain point the image shows a form that you can't hold, you can't take, and it breaks you through ideally so that the, the a profound experience of the eternal break through. Nama and Rupa, name and form. Interesting. Uh, um, it's a big theme in his. So it is nine. Okay, not so bad. We have any any. Uh, we did good. <coughs> we got through basically this this the section. I'll recite the verse and then we can see if there's any discussion or questions. Paramananda Rupa Cha. Oh, I forgot to mention cha. Cha means and. Cha. <laughs> so, Ma is, one of her names is and. No, we put and, because actually the cha, in, 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 we're, obviously, I'm, and now, now I'm stretching even further. We'll discuss cha. Uh, uh, in, in, in Sanskrit grammar, when you, in a sentence, when you, when you have, like we, we use like a word, comma, word, comma, word, comma, and. And like that. So the and, the comma, is showing that the and is repeated. This and this and this in the list, right? Either through commas or semicolons like that. You can make a list. And the, that the and is, is spread, right? So similarly, the cha is spread. So each name could, is, you can imagine a cha in between it. And due to um, meter, when you're, putting to, when you, when you're creating the, the, these verses, sometimes the meter doesn't fit, so you add cha to fit it in, right? Mm-hmm. It also happens in Gayatri Mantras, um, um, because Gayatri Mantani requires 24 syllables and without cha you get 23 syllables right so you need so sometimes they add it sometimes some Gayatri Mantras will add cha somewhere because it has to has to match the, the, the meter count um, little detail we're mentioning over T remembering over T that the Lita Sasanama doesn't have any chats right and that's because it was it said it was it was composed by the the goddesses of speech themselves, the Vak Devis. So they didn't make a single mistake. There's no repetition. This already has used the word nitya twice, right? And there's no chas. I mean, every, it's, a, it's like, it's actually inconceivable. You can create a thousand names and so many verse, 180 something verses. Perfect. I mean, uh, by, by, by meter, perfect also. So it said that the Saraswati and the Vak Devitas themselves uh, composed this hymn. Yeah. Paramananda Rupa Cha Chirananda Sarupini Sarvananda Mai Nityam Sarvananda Sarupini Any comments or questions? Points?
Yes, Ananda. As for the process, is it true that one has to be born as a human being to attain liberation or moksha? In other words, in no other heavenly realm is so it's some things will some texts will say such things right but I would also say that these texts are written by humans right and so humans will automatically um, uh, uh, you know uh, uh, put themselves in a unique position right but also you can see like you know of course the gods are above humans and we and, and the statement is only human even 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 the, in the in the divine realms, the gods cannot attain realization. So the idea from this comes is that that in the in the hellish realms in, in the hellish realms below the earthly realms, and the heavenly realms above the earthly realm, beyond the human realms, as well as other species. Right. This is the, the general view, a common view. I can't say a general view. It's a common view that that uh, everyone is is simply experiencing the result of their past karmas right it, it so according according to your karmas of a previous life or previous lives those fructifying are creating the body now it's also true of humans we are as soon as you, you want to know what your past karmas are here we are this is your past karmas firing at least some of them perhaps a tiny bit of them right are firing as human but it's the, the idea is that that in, in no other species can we generate new karmas can we change our karmas? Can we have we have a certain type of free will that's unique, right? I would also hold that we have no idea if this is true of, 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 of the animal kingdom and of Gandharvas and Devas and Apsaras and Kinadas and you know like I I can only I mean texts say things like this, but I have no, there's no way to test that, right? And there's no way to test from our perspective. It doesn't seem, at least until very recently, it didn't seem that animals had that type of consciousness. I think that's being challenged now. I think I think the type of conscious animals may have may not be that as different. Uh, there's a difference in neurology and in brain size like that, but that's true between different types of humans too, right? So it's being challenged now. So I think that's that's. Uh, but the ancient world would see that that animals are simply are are acting out their nature, and there's no free will involved, right? And therefore they cannot attain anything except except what their previous karma, previous karma, and the gods also and the other worlds are the results of. Of of their car like a god enjoys its position as god due to its past karmas, and and and, and as soon as that karma the karma pull is finished, then again they're born again as human beings. Maybe I don't. I mean that I'm just saying the, all the texts don't say that. Some texts say that. Popular texts say that. So I don't. I'm not. That, one second, I'll finish my point. And uh, what, what you tell me? No, okay. 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 <laughs> maybe in the. the yeah, yeah. You try to remember. I also try to. Remember. The thing is, I won't remember. <laughs> I have to maybe another last sip of tea. Um, uh, <clears throat> but there's also, but but that said, there's verses in the scriptures where, like, there's um, there's rishis in the Deva world, Narada's Deva Rishi. So you could say, oh, he he got he attained that realm by his karma as a human being, and there's statements like that too, right? But there's but there could also be that in, in other that. We don't know. I mean, we, we, can't, we can't even imagine. We know nothing about those realms except what's told in the scriptures. Right? So we have to, there's, no way to, there's no way for us to test that. We have to believe what the scripture says. Right? But there's, not all scriptures are 100% um, um, agreeing. The other texts will say other things like that. As far as animals, it seems 
right? There's many, there are, not many of them, there is examples of animals attaining liberation as per the descriptions of saints, you know, the famous uh, Lakshmi the cow or Mana Maharishi, they're the puppy of Lord Chaitanya, there's all these, there's all these different things like that. But it seems also that this was the result of the grace of a saint. The company was a saint, that being in the company, and you can see, maybe you've experienced with your own pets, right? When you, if you have a, an intimate pet, whatever your pet's base consciousness, it, 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 by association, it takes on human life, it takes on similar patterns and reactions that you, even your personality, even personality traits as you. Right, so maybe this is true of saints also when they're in the company of saints that by their grace or by he's like I, that's my only hope we hang around saints and sadhus and deva, great devotees so hopefully that that we can take on some of their qualities and by uh, and and be able to attain something by their grace or by their example or by their company so it could be that animals are in that condition but um, um, I don't know there there, there is a, a, a I've met some some sadhus who would you know who one one saint Tommy Gyanananda now passed away. He's a Swiss sadhu who walked walked to India like seventy years ago <laughs> or sixty years ago from Switzerland, wow. right? And never left. Very very wonderful. But he was he was he was saying one time we were saying he was he was saying I overheard two dogs talking on the street today obviously he was joking and he was telling him he was making, setting up a story he said, and one of them said if you don't behave yourself you're going to be born as a human <laughs> so, so it's all about perspective because humans are horrible no dog behaves like a human no dog can behave with, with, with such ingratitude as humans but maybe that's it maybe that the fact that we can behave with such ingratitude shows that we have so much freedom we can even break what no other species will do bite the hand that feeds us and things like this you know Right, uh, uh, and, they, and 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 one time he made a comment. It's like somebody said, "Oh, that's a, he's a dog. He's not a dog. No dog behaves this way. Only people can behave such so badly. So this dog is a person. <laughs> so it's interesting. Maybe that's a sign. Maybe that type of independence and freedom is required to break through our bonds and uh, attain. But I don't know. But it's it's definitely from a human perspective. Nobody asked the gods. Nobody asked the dogs. And nobody asked the gods <laughs> what they think." <laughs> But the statement, but I think one of the one of the reasons that those verses are there, I do know there's a, a there's a um, inspirational point, is to take this human birth seriously, right? Because that in the Vivika Chadamani, in opening verses, it's there's a verse attributed to Shankara. He says that um, that three things. Maybe many of you have know this verse and heard me say it before. Three things are very rare. Right and, and 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 one is a hu- uh, a human body, right? If you see, if this is this idea that only in a human body can we can we, or most likely only in a human body from our perspective can we attain liberation in this body, and, and you see in in this world all the living entities how many are humans? There's very few. So the fact that we happen to be human is a big deal. Even in this room, there's probably there's twenty of us or something here, but but there's ten billion living entities in this room right you know and and we just we're just a few even in our body we have millions of living entities and cells and bacteria and skin mites and (laughs) all kinds of stuff you know we start moving stuff around we may find some more you know (laughs) we clean a lot but you never know right but think how many humans so actually it says so human and then and shankaracharya goes into great deal how rare it is to get a human body right uh, um, he goes into using old vedic uh, uh between uh, between death and, and birth, human body, how rare 
how it may take 10,000 years according to the old way of understanding. It's not our modern way of reincarnating. Now we think if we die, immediately we'll be reborn. You know? But this is, not, this is a, very, a very new idea. Before even to take on the next body, we'd have to go through so many things, come down as rain, beaten by an animal, you know, all this type of thing, to eventually be born in the human body. This is an old classical understanding. A more like pranic understanding, there's 8 million species before. We have to go through 8 million species to get to the human body. Right, uh, 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 and then go through four hundred thousand species of uh, varieties of human being in order to uh, to get the experiences necessary, mature experiences to take spiritual life seriously. So, human body is very rare. But then that four hundred species, four hundred thousand species, is important too because out of all humans, how many have interests in spiritual life? So that's the second great thing: human body, right, and then a, a desire for liberation, mukshu. Right, and you see, most—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm assuming all of us here have some interest in spiritual things, but there's many reasons to come to Ma. Not always liberation is not the only goal of religion, right? So, but Shankaracharya says that to have to have desire for liberation, desire for, for for God experience, however you want to understand it, right? That is also very rare. Most humans don't have that, even though religion is a very common experience in religion in humans. But a desire for that type of liberation, we consider that highest. Paramgati, that the highest possible goal, it seems to be rare, right? And so we all have human bodies, and we all have some, if not extreme, desire for liberation, for for God experience, right? And then the third thing is is uh, Mahatma uh, uh, Mahapurusha Sangha. If I'm, I may be getting the verse wrong, but the company of a great soul, of the saints, right? Because over those, you can see, there's a few. Not many people, not many living things are humans. Not many humans are interested in, in liberation, and those who are, it's very hard to get holy company, the company of saints, right? Of a great soul to those who who, who are liberated, or or liberating, one who had the power to help us be liberated, right? So if you have these three, Shankaracharya said, these are the three most precious things. If you have these three, do not misuse this life, because all three of them can change now. Right, you know, it's like you know, you can, we can lose holy company very easily, by some mistake or by somebody's death, it's gone, or by some or by some offense or something like that. We can lose interest. We have no idea. Right now, we're interested. Tomorrow, we don't know what our interest is going to be. Right now, God's our first thought. Tomorrow, He may be the second thought, and then that's okay. That's better than we're still thinking of God. But it's, that's not the strong liberation. And you know, if you you know, you can have car accident. Right, we don't know what's going from one minute to another. You can your body could change, and, and human human this human life is finished. We have no guarantee, no knowledge what the next life is going to be, right? So the so some so it's so, in that sense, the human form of life is considered very very important. We have and if we have these, we have a human body, we have desire for liberation, we have holy company. We should utilize this life for sadhana and spiritual practice, not waste it. There's no guarantee what the next second, the next year, then what tomorrow, what next year will bring. Right, or in the next life will bring. We don't know what our next life is going to be, right? Or when our next life is going to be, right? But another thing, it also says that trying to show the value of the human body, it says that devas are pining to take birth as human body in human form. Now it's an interesting to think because other texts say the human, that nothing worse for a deva to be born. You curse it when a deva messes up; it gets cursed to be born as a human, right? But I think that's a different bhava. This bhava is that because in human form, I could I could practice. I'm not just 
but I'm not just experiencing the result of past karma. I can do new karmas and break free from the from the cycle of of, of karma itself. Anyway, you remember your point there? Okay. Because I was thinking the Jataka tales and other yeah. stories that you know cobras are fallen yogis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, they're that animals do. Yeah, yeah. So this is interesting. The idea of cobras being fallen yogis, right? That's yeah. an interesting. That what I mentioned with Swami uh, Gyanananda when he said, "Oh, he's not a dog. No dog behaves so with such yeah. ingratitude." Right? He says he's actually he's actually a, a, a yogi, and my pre- I think he believed in his previous life he was a disciple or something. Right, and therefore it's his the guru's job to liberate his disciple no matter what condition. Right, if the disciple goes to hell, the guru goes to hell. Right, it, it, to, to save him, the guru has to. It, it, the, 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 there's a deal. Right, <laughs> right. So, uh, uh, so, so he took care of this animal that was that behaved was. I mean, literally, he'd be feeding him, and the dog would be biting him. <laughs> like there's like no dog. <laughs> of course, it could just be a traumatized street dog. I mean, it could. There are, we can we can think, imagine psychological reasons why a dog would bite the hand it feeds them, right? And be so in gratitude by, by trauma or something like that. But this dog, I think, was not by trauma. It was a badly behaved dog. <laughs> a, a dog behaving not like a dog, you know. But uh, but this idea that there, that sometimes you know we move from species to species. This view, like, but. W- but it's not considered common to to go back to a look. Of course, this is the lower, higher is a, from the human. Like I said, those two dogs that that you overheard talking didn't didn't agree with this view, right? Uh, of going to a lower or different non-human species of life is usually is is a result of some class super popular Hindu due to oh, some mistake, some sin, some 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 transgression, and or to learn a lesson sometimes or to suffer the results of some karma. When one is one is like this, right? There's a there's a I know like there's a statement in the scriptures that anyone who dies in Vrindavan will attain like uh, will attain liberation, will attain the highest goal, right? But there's also what? A, but there's also thieves in Vrindavan. There's murderers in Vrindavan. There's cheats in Vrindavan. Will they attain? Right. So then they've modified the story. Oh, they'll become monkeys and dogs in Vrindavan. <laughs> right, and then they'll live their life. They'll satisfy that karma for being misbehaving properly, misbehaving, and then take a, and then they'll attain. Maybe from the monkey life, or I mean, there's no way to prove these type of things. But this is the the, the how you take this idea and how do you how do you make it sense? How do you make sense of it? But but sometimes you see animals that to behave. We have experiences like this of animals that seemed. Um, uh, you know, they seem to have different qualities than most other animals. And who knows? We can we can then imagine. Oh, there's some yogi or some. I you know, like I I am in 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 Amarkantak, I was having tea outside the temple with one young Swami, um, recently sannyasi, and we were under this big beautiful banyan tree. That banyan has been tree has been seven hundred years, like that. But I remember he was he was me says. I wonder which yogi is living in that tree. <laughs> right, that tree can't be a regular. No, 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 no tree. That tree can't just be a tree. Of course, it could just be a great tree. Trees, I mean, trees may be the most enlightened things out there. You know, they don't have to be. They don't have to have another life, right? But who knows? Maybe it was a yogi who desired to be a tree by this on this holy place, or maybe a yogi messed up and was born of the tree, and will live because we have that in story in the Bhagavatam also, where the trees. Yeah. Was, some yogi got cursed to be a tree, but. By being in the holy place, being in the company of Krishna, or being in the story, the the uh, in the presence of the of, of the Narmada Kun, 
and so many sadhus and things like that that maybe it will after its long and glorious life uh, uh, learning its lesson as a tree holy company can attain liberation who knows any other it's a good interesting topic for sure oh what time is it now it is now 6.28 so I'm just, I have exactly two minutes I need. last question I can give I can answer in, in one and a half minutes Thank you for your kind attention. Uh, we shall continue. God willing, next week. Yes, so I'll just quickly. Yeah, the next name. What's the next name? Shubhada.